0: 3 This morning we have enjoyed the wonderful blessings of having met with our Saviour, At the table of the Lord. And after having these blessings by faith alone in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And after having looked at how we've been gathered together by that one shepherd in one flock. This evening let us consider the food. Let us consider the food that we have enjoyed And that we continue to enjoy from the hand of the Lord. Before we look and read Psalm 23, let us think about how good the food is from the Lord. Have you ever gone to a great restaurant and you've enjoyed the food so much? You're telling all your friends, you must go to this place. It's amazing. It's incredible. And it might be very expensive, But here is food that surpasses anything that could be upon this earth. And it costs us nothing. But it cost the Son of God. His death. That's how much. That's how wonderful this food. This heavenly food from the bread of life himself. The Lord Jesus Christ We have much, don't we, this evening to thank our shepherd for. For giving us himself to nourish us and to guide us. So Psalm 23, let us hear God's holy word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And may the Lord bless the reading of His word. This evening we will be considering this psalm, Psalm 23. A very well known psalm psalm to you and to many of us, I'm sure. Over the last few years, myself and my family have enjoyed the great and wonderful blessing of having visited many people's homes across our denomination. And we've been blessed with great fellowship. We've been blessed with much food as well. In so many ways. Hospitality is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It is a wonderful thing. And very, very simply, it's a way of people showing other people that they care and that they love you. There's nothing more warm and inviting than bringing someone into your home. A place where there's rest. A place where you find comfort. And sharing part of your heart. And warmth with others. To feed. And to take care of others. And we may take such blessings for granted in our day. But we should not. We should not. We live In a time of plenty, it's so easy to go go down to the supermarket and it's so easy to get, uh, you know, to go online and you have Tesco orders at your fingertips. So we can take for granted the wonderful generosity of others, but we should not. We should not. In history, those who provided hospitality and food was often the difference between life and death. Between finishing your journey, whatever journey the person was on, and not finishing it. I think in a day and age when, when food is so readily available, we can forget how much we depend on food and water to survive. Without it, we die. Seems like a very simple thing, but without it, we die. It costs a lot today to provide food. But it costs a lot more throughout history. So it is very much saying to a person, I love you. Times in in human history when when food was scarce. uh, When people on journeys, traveling preachers and various other people... When they would depend for their very life upon the generosity of others. The generosity of others. And as we think about how much we depend upon even physical food. Let us think about how we so depend on God for our spiritual food. How we're so completely dependent as poor and needy as we are. Uh, the lord has invited us into our into his home his home uh, brought us to his table and given us the most wonderful meal and the most wonderful fellowship we're with him and we're also with fellow saints that's what makes the bread and the cup so special And so wonderful. Because of the one who it points towards. That sign of the Lord Jesus Christ. His body. His blood. The one who meets us at the table. The one who fellowships with us at the table. So this evening we give thanks as his flock. We give thanks for what he has done for us. Let us consider this wonderful meal, this covenant meal, this gracious sign and seal provided for us weary pilgrims on a journey we would not make without this food. So let us rejoice in what God has given us so that we may find help and rest for our souls. So as we consider the food here this Sabbath evening. Number one, we're going to look at superior food. Superior food. In verses 1 down to verse 3 of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. We'll stop there. He restores my soul. Food and water are both vital and essential for life. You cannot survive a number of days without water. You can survive a number of weeks without food. And for much of human history, in order to survive... People were often dependent upon others in their generosity. In their generosity toward the poor in society. Now, in today's society, we don't see as much of that in the West. We see people who have less. We see people who struggle, no doubt. But the poverty in biblical times was not just that, dare I say, that we couldn't afford a new car or something like that. It was the difference between, well, if you don't give them bread, they may not survive. That was the kind of poverty that they experienced. And that is the kind of dependency we are talking about. Without this food, there is no hope. And without this superior food, spiritually, we have no hope. The difference is between life and death. And again, this may seem so unusual to us in the Western world, doesn't it? The idea of depending on another person. We often think, don't we, as we're becoming adults, we're young people, we're growing up. And what is the sign of being growing up in, in our modern Western world? It's becoming completely independent. I don't need help from my parents. I don't need help from anyone else. This is the way we think. Now, there's a certain sense in which we should become independent in a certain way. We should develop our skills and our talents that we can provide food for our family in the future. But we should be able to depend upon others and trust others in our community, in our churches, in our families. We depend upon another in our spiritual Life, And we need him, this great shepherd. If you have come this Sabbath day and you have partaken of the Lord's Supper. You have partaken of the bread and the cup representing his body and blood. And if you are trusting in him by faith and by faith alone, you are utterly depending upon him for your food, for your sustenance. Because, why? Because He is your shepherd. By coming to the table, by faith, you are saying this. The Lord is my shepherd. This is the covenant name of God, the Lord Jehovah. He, this covenant Lord, He is my shepherd. He's mine. My shepherd. I depend upon Him. This is what we're saying here. And this food that he gives, there'll be no lack in any way. I shall not want or I shall not lack anything. I will have enough in this food. Do you love to hear his voice? If he's your shepherd, you will love to hear his voice and do you love where he takes you he takes you to good places doesn't he the shepherd skillfully leads to where it will bless and help the sheep uh, he brings you doesn't he to good food far better than anything we have on this world far better than the greatest meal ever experienced it brings eternal good this is why it is superior better than anything that we have ever experienced it says in verse 2 he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters good food green pastures the best of food where we find delight if you if you imagine the picture there is the best of grass basically there there is the finest of food. There is the best of food. Where, as sheep, where will they be happiest? In the midst of good grazing. There is comfort for the sheep. It says he restores my, sorry, verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down And only way a sheep can have rest and comfort, he is satisfied with what he's been given. And not only that, he is not afraid of predators. A sheep can only lie down if he's not afraid. There is comfort been brought to the flock. If he is your shepherd... He brings comfort to you and he brings you to a place of calm. Now we may not have the fullness this side of eternity, do we? We still worry. We we still have times of struggle. But we have tasted, indeed more than tasted, the good food. And he's led, he leads me beside the still or the calm waters, the calm waters. As we think of lying down and resting, uh, there are are many dangers in that day when the psalm was written for sheep, wolves, lions and others. Animals that wish to use them and eat them for food. Predators and prey. In Ireland, we may not appreciate this picture for one reason, one reason only. There's grass everywhere. Uh, if a sheep go, gets lost, he's not going to struggle to find food. That's Ireland, but that's not the Middle East. Uh, if, you, if a sheep goes lost, he's not going to find food. It's pretty difficult. It, it's, it's dry, it's dusty, and if you find green pastures, it takes skill. It, it's difficult. And only a trained shepherd or pastor will know where that good food is. It's not just at the side of the roads everywhere. It is difficult to find. Hard to find. And water, as well, was not and is not as common as it is here. The sheep are so dependent. You see the picture? The picture. There is dryness everywhere. But with the shepherd. He brings us to a place where there is water. Calm water. Streams. He brings us to a place of good food. In the midst of what is often. Much of the Middle East. It can be a wilderness at times. It can be a desert. There can be uh, droughts and other things. But he brings us to good food superior food wonderful food Uh, food that much more than physically feeding you it's for our soul Uh, it says he restores my soul how much of what we physically can eat says it restores your soul it's not nothing could be said of that this is spiritual food Uh, food for your soul And what is that food but the word of the living God? What is that food but Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ? He leads us in the word. The Spirit of God brings us to follow His word, bringing us away from dryness, desert, wasteland, unfruitfulness, you could say, and brings us to where there is sustenance. If you're wandering around by yourself and not being led by the shepherd to where there's good food, you're going to be weak. Can you imagine being out in the desert where you can't find food or water? There may be times when you feel like giving up. Are you following the shepherd? It is sin is discouraging, and it can cause us to be struggling in our walk. And even I'll put it like this exhausted spiritually you can be exhausted spiritually because spiritually you haven't been refreshed. What time do you spend alone with God quality time we'll we'll gladly talk and we should talk about quality time with your family and you should. And we'll talk about, some people talk about, say, uh, spending time alone with your husband or wife. And we should. But how much more do we need to spend time alone with God? Alone with Him. And I know we can all be inconsistent with this. We wish we could do better. But without quality time, with good food, you will suffer. In the presence of the one who feeds you. Malnutrition. That is where you're not getting enough nutrients. And the goodness of the food. And the blessings of the entire Bible. We can't just be reading our select favorite bits. We need to know the whole counsel of God. We need to know and hear from the two lips of Scripture. Both Old and New Testament. From which God speaks and we need all of the Bible. Even those parts we don't completely understand. We need it. It's there for our edification. And for our benefit. And when we hear these truths. We need to digest it. And to think about it. And to meditate upon it. That can be through the reading. And through the preaching of the word of God. Because they are wonderful deep truths. Given By God. Jesus said in John 6.35. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Is he not speaking of that superior food. And that is him. That is him. Because there's a danger isn't there. That we think that Jesus is leading us to another truth. No, no. He's leading us to himself. He is that superior food. So superior food. Now number two. Sanctifying food. Sanctifying food. This is food that changes us. If we have received and eaten of this food. Then it changes us. I don't know if you've heard this saying I imagine that many of you have you are what you eat there may be some truth in that you are what you eat but well, we are like the one who feeds us are we like our shepherd the Lord Jesus Christ or will it be our flesh feeding us which will feed us more Remind ourselves of verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. This good shepherd leads us to refreshment. For our thirst by these calmer waters. It's so refreshing. Can you imagine again this dry land. And you come to water and it's refreshing. And the refreshment comes not even just to your physical body, but to your soul. To your soul. I don't know if you've ever been walking for a long time. So you go around those parks, maybe in Moira or somewhere else, and you haven't had a drink of water in some time, and you just feel exhausted from walking. Maybe you walk about 45 minutes and you have a drink of water. You feel you don't feel that tired anymore, do you? The, This calm water, it refreshes your soul. The work of the Spirit of God inside in our soul. It brings restoration. And restoration, bringing us back to what we were meant to be. The image of God. The image of God. We were created in God's image. Bringing us in conformity to Christ. Changing us and conforming us to the image of Christ. This, this food makes us holy. Now, none of us are perfectly holy on this earth. We are sinners. But we are changed to love the truth more and more. With this holiness comes a quiet calm, doesn't there? A quiet confidence, a quiet peace. Um, as you grow in sanctification... As you grow in holiness, there'll be a, a less maybe panic about your walk, more of a maturity. Because you see the one who is in complete control, and you see that he leads. He leads. And he is the one who keeps us. He feeds. He shepherds and he brings this refreshment. It's not just that we feel better. As we come, as we came to the Lord's table this morning and partook of the the bread and the cup, it's not just that we feel better. This is one of the fruits of coming to Christ. Yes, we'll feel better, yeah. But it's more than that. It's not just for how we feel. We live in a society, don't we? Where it's all obsessed with how people feel. The most important thing is not even how we feel. Yes, we should be sensitive, no doubt, to people who struggle in various areas. But our main focus, our primary focus, is walking in paths of righteousness. And out of that, there is joy. But we think about God first. We don't think about how it makes us feel first. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And if you are following Christ, this describes you. This is food that changes us. And as we are fed by him, led by this shepherd, he will lead you in righteousness. How do you know you're being fed by good food? He'll lead you in paths of righteousness. And he'll do it for his name's sake. And so you know it's going to certainly happen because it's going to glorify God. It's for his reputation's sake. For his honor's sake. For his glory's sake. This food must change us. It can't just be the word of God just being stored in our minds. There are people who can quote the scriptures. Which is a great thing. But it doesn't change their walk. It doesn't change their heart. There are people who can read many theological books. But don't know the Lord. But don't know the Lord. The Pharisees of the first century in Christ's time, they knew much, but they didn't love the truth, which led to blindness in many important areas. Out of this food brings a thankfulness, doesn't it? It changes us, so it makes us more thankful. And to tell others about what He has done. For our soul. Now this is regardless of whether you are a new convert. You can remember when the Lord converted you or not. Maybe you are raised in a Christian home. Even if you have been raised in a Christian home. And you don't know the exact point. He has still restored your soul. He has still brought you. To this place of good food. And you have much to tell others about. Have the Lord, what the Lord has done for you. Let us not think just because we've been raised in a Christian home and we've always known what it is to be a Christian that that means we do not know what to tell the world and to, te- to point the world towards. We need to point towards Jesus Christ. And that comes out of thankfulness a fountain that wells up within us to leave behind paths of rebellion and misery. Uh, paths that provide bad food. Junk food. Food that makes us sick. Food that makes us ill. Food that m- saps us of energy. Uh, food that makes us want to give up. To eat healthier. And to be healthier. Spiritually as a result of this. And to follow the shepherds. And to meditate upon these sanctifying truths, the more we digest of these things, the more we are changed by these things. And the more you love these things, the more you understand of these things and they become part of you. It's almost like have you ever noticed when your, your taste buds change, you start eating healthier and you become satisfied with different types of food and you don't crave. For the other things that are not so good for us. And so it is with this food. This sanctifying food. Leads me in the paths of righteousness. It leads me. It doesn't drag me to the paths of righteousness. He brings me to where I now want to go. For his name's sake. And then in verse 4 it says. Yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We walk, don't we, in our spiritual walk with Christ, we walk through difficult places and we face challenge. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Whatever we go through, He has provided in the past the sanctifying food and He will provide again in the future. And He provides today. He will continue to provide. So when we see the symbols of the shepherd. The the symbols are here. Your rod and your staff. When you see a rod and your staff you think of a shepherd. He has fed us before. He feeds us today. And he will feed us into the future. And though we face challenge. And death is all around us. He'll provide in the future. No doubt about it. He will not leave his sheep unprovided for. Number three now, sovereign food. So we've looked at superior food, sanctifying food. Number three now, sovereign food. Sovereign food. Yea, uh, Verse four and five. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over sovereign food. Spiritually, with God's word, we eat as kings, don't we? We eat at the king's table. We eat in a way that the greatest leaders upon this earth the greatest presidents the greatest kings could never dream of that's what we've experienced today the sovereign food we have eaten with the one who is the king of kings could you imagine if somebody said to you tomorrow you will eat with the queen And you say, well, I'm not that bothered about it. I don't know if I'll go. You would be excited about it, wouldn't you? And you'd probably maybe put on our best clothes. And you'd probably even practice in the mirror how you would welcome yourself and try not to. That is with a mere earthly monarch, a queen. But this is the king of kings and the lord of lords. Imagine if you were told you would eat with a famous celebrity. You'd probably be telling the story for the rest of your life. Maybe he's a famous footballer or something like that. We say, can you remember the time I ate with this guy? Oh, really? We have eaten and fellowship with someone far, far above any of the greatest sports stars you could think of, any of the movie stars you could think of, any of these people. And he has power, real power. Not like the President of the United States, not like the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, not like any earthly rulers. He has real power, real power, which can never be taken away from him. And when we think about this, who we've eaten with, and and whose family we've been invited into and been brought into his, his presence, why would we fear any evil? There are people in the world who are... They don't fear the law sometimes because they're friends with powerful people. Maybe they have influence in different places. But we have someone who is perfectly righteous, perfectly just, perfectly holy... Who has promised us something that he cannot deny. Because he cannot deny himself. And. If he be for us. Who can be against us. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. For you are with me. Not just yes at the communion table. Yes in a special way. But. He's with us when we go through the worst of times. He's with us when we struggle. Remember Job. In the book of Job. Job loses children. He's children. He loses fortune. Uh, He loses health. And he is so low. He wants to die. We can't get any lower than that. But. Satan, who inflicted all this upon him, could only do so because the Lord allowed him. And Job it says this, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Do not lay a hand on his person. So any difficulty, any affliction, anything that happens to us has to be with the permission of Almighty God. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Yes he gives us food. But this is. From the one with power. Any difficult situation. Is by his sovereign hand. And it serves a purpose. For all things. Work together for good. All things work together. For good. He will feed us. Even though death is still an enemy all around. He, All of us. We will die. All of us face this valley of death. All of us face this enemy. And all of us will one day be slain by this enemy. Death. And that may make us nervous about what happens after death. But for someone who trusts in Jesus Christ, loves his word... These signs of pastoring, the the rod and the staff, they reassure us, as the bread and the cup reassured us today and this morning. They reassured us of the love of God. Because why? Because He has given us. (laughs) He's given us His life. He's died for us. What more do we need for Him to show us? But we do need reassuring, don't we? All of us. We need reassuring. Because we do wander. We are like lost sheep at times. We are. uh, We can wander. And there are enemies around. In the ancient world, shepherds were pretty heroic. They were pretty heroic. And if you look at King David. As a shepherd he would Fought off the lion The shepherd did not just feed Because he protected the sheep He brought comfort He brought comfort And the only protection The sheep and the flock had Was the shepherd Forget you know. Like a lot of the time there wouldn't be Even the fences that you see today So we remember the bread and the cup, the signs and seals to to remind us He, He feeds us, He protects us, and because of that, we will fear no evil. We will fear no evil, though there are many who do not relish the gospel in our day. We eat as royalty. How do I say that? Verse 5 says this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. The blessing of this. And this oil was for royalty. For kings. If we come by faith to him. We eat as kings. And our cup overflows. Finally, number four. We're going to look at supernatural food. Supernatural food. Superior, sanctifying, sovereign. And finally, number four. Supernatural food. The word supernatural means this. Beyond scientific understanding. Beyond scientific understanding. Beyond our understanding. We cannot... There's a sense in which the blessing that we experience at the table of the Lord, that we are blessed with, we do not fully understand it. We do not fully understand it. We just know that it is true. The Lord Jesus Christ, He is that bread of life. Verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for. Ever. This is what Jesus said in John 6 27. Do not labor for the food which perishes. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal upon him. But for the food which endures to everlasting life, there is the food that perishes. And then there's the food that endures unto everlasting life. It is supernatural food. A food that is beyond our human understanding. It is beyond what we can study. But we can taste of it by trusting in Jesus Christ. The goodness and the mercy that come with this heavenly food. Our physical bodies perish. Food perishes if you've seen milk. How long does milk last in a fridge a few days before it starts to smell funny? We are looking to food beyond anything else. And we depend on food. And we will not fully taste of it and see its goodness. As much as we see the goodness here and now in this world. We're going to see it far more in its fullness. Friends we've only had a small window into the throne room of eternity. We've only seen but glimpses of the blessings of glory to come. We have only tasted and seen a little bit. But coming is the fullness of heaven and the new heavens and the new earth to come. And while we're here, the Lord has graciously given us signs and seals. Gracious signs and seals to to point towards Christ. To remind us of what he's given us. And to nourish us and to feed us by faith alone. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is the man, woman, or child who trusts in Jesus Christ the Lord, our covenant Lord, who is our shepherd. Taste of this good food and see that God is good. Our God is good. All this is possible because He died. All this is possible. The sweet fellowship, the sweet communion that we enjoy at the table of the Lord because He gave Himself. How loyal is He that He gave His life for His sheep? How many friends do you know have given their life for you? I can only think of one. And he's given us the bread and the cup to reassure us of his supernatural changing food. Food that doesn't perish. Food that endures to everlasting life. And food that will allow us to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Food that allows us to have eternal life so that we're never away from him. We've had good food today, haven't we? Amazing food. Food that we must thank our God. Praise His name for. It was prepared lovingly by God. It was paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's greater than any food that perishes. Even though we depend, don't we, on that food that perishes. But it's greater than any food that perishes. But like any food, we depend on Him. Who has eaten today of this heavenly food? Who who has partaken of this? Those who believe in Jesus Christ. And those alone. Apart from faith in Jesus Christ, the bread and the and the cup have done no blessing in and of themselves. It is by faith, and it is by faith alone in the one that the bread and the cup points towards. Have you run? To the shepherd. Have you turned to him? Are you rejoicing in him. the Sabbath evening. Because he cares for you. Flock of God. Every single last one of you. From the youngest to the oldest. From the rich to the poor. He cares about each and every one of you. He knows you. He knows you by name. And he cares for your soul. And he has given you this. To build you up. To strengthen you. To guide you. To bless you. Those who have come to him. And come to him. By faith. Amen.